Here we go. Let's read our scripture. Now, this is all still about Matthew 13. All right, the sowing and seed and the sower, okay? Now, here we go. Let's read our scripture. This is God saying, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down, snow from heaven, and does not return there, but waters the earth, and make it bring forth a, and bud, that is that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but shall accomplish what I please. It shall prosper in the thing which I send it to do. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your love, for your grace, for your mercy. God, I pray for our country, Lord. It just seems like it's disintegrating, Lord. We need you. Touch our president and Congress and all the governors, Lord. Let them have your wisdom, Lord. And God, this morning, I pray that something will be planted in us that reaps a huge harvest. We thank you for that. In your name we pray, amen. Now, if you haven't been here, where you been? Uh, we started a series on sowing seed and the soil. And we spent two weeks on the sowing, and this is the second week on the seed, and then two more weeks we're going to talk about the soil. Last week, I want you to understand, it starts off, let's just start off. A sower went out to sow. I talked to you about deliberate, intentional action. Intentional, deliberate choices. I'm not asking you to flip your life upside down, but do you understand that small seeds reap big harvest? I'm asking you to make some deliberate and not your own thoughts, not your own ways, not how you think life should do. I'm not asking you for a New Year's resolution. I'm asking you, God, what do you think? What's your thoughts? Plant those. That's what we own, small, deliberate, and they always multiply. It always brings forth more than, than, than it has, than you put in. And to do that, you got to consent and submit. How many of you would say, Jesus Christ is my Lord? Lift your hand. Okay. Wait, that's not reality if you don't do the second word. You can't say, Jesus Christ is my Lord if I'm not going to submit to his way because he ain't Lord then. Does that make sense? If I'm going to, well, I am going to submit as long as I like what he's asking me to submit to. Well, he's not Lord. See, a lot of people want him to be Savior and not Lord. But if I'm going to remember this whole thing 
is getting better. At the end of next year, let's not say I wasted a year. How do we do that? We start sowing what he wants to sow into us. We start making small, deliberate changes in our life, doing things, saying things, getting involved in things, and it reaps a harvest. I consent, you're my Lord. Okay, Lord, you want me to get involved in the nursery? I'm there. I'm going to submit to that. You want me to do this? I'm going to submit to that. Lord, you want me to read the Bible through this year? I'm going to submit to that. Whatever that word is, let him speak to you. And we talked about sowing in you last week. Remember he said he gives food, he gives seed for the eater. That's sowing in you. We talked about the word last week. If you want to go back, look, y'all need all subscribe. <laughs> I feel like a YouTube commercial. Y'all need to all subscribe to our YouTube channel. Okay, I said it. All this stuff is on there, but what I'm saying is, if you just plant what your brain comes up with, that ain't no good. Well, no, it will reap a harvest, just a fleshly one, which is corruptible and perishing. Does that make sense? Don't tell me what you think. You need to hear God. If you are saved, everybody hear me. If you have Jesus Christ, you were made to hear his voice. Don't say, I can't hear God. He uses his logos, his word. He uses nature. He uses songs. He will speak to you. Look at this statement. You were born to hear God. Hearing God, look, hearing God isn't a want anymore. It's a serious and vital need. You better hear God before you make decisions in today's world. You need to hear God before you date somebody, take a job, or do this, or do that. You better hear the Lord, and you were made to hear the Lord. It is essential to your emotional and spiritual health. Now, today, I want to talk about the second thing. First of all, Matthew 4, 4. Look what it says. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You can't live without it. Everybody look at me. You cannot live successfully without the word of the Lord. To you. Are you hearing me? Now, last week I talked about what you're showing, sowing into you. And I want to holler again while I holler, hollered out four or five times last week. Don't leave it to chance. What's being sown in your children, don't leave it to chance. What's being sown in your mind, don't leave it to chance. Now, at this point, right here, this is why I don't like y'all looking at your phones because I really know what's going on. See, last year when I went, last year, last week when I went off, I want to clarify something just so you know. There was texting going on in church last week. Wow, your dad really hates podcasts. 
I did not say that. I do not hate podcasts. We have a podcast. Remo does one every week. What's it called? I'll pay attention to that. What is it? Kingsman Podcast. You ought to go on. It's, it's great. It's awesome. What I was saying was you got these ding-dong idiots that are doing podcasts and having millions of followers and listening. Oh, God, listen to what that guy. And he's a ding-dong and ain't got no good life, no character and all that. I am against us listening to that podcast. Does that make sense? Because I don't want to sow that. What does it say? What does it say? Do not take the counsel of the ungodly. First step to being successful, don't do it. Oh, well, he says, I mean, one of our boys came to dad, you need to listen to this guy. I mean, he says some of the same things you do. But then there's a whole bunch. Well, man, don't, I don't even have to listen to that. He's dropping F-bombs and all this stuff. I, ah, I don't want that song. So everybody understand. I like good podcasts. We have one. So you don't have to text in church. Oh, your dad doesn't like podcasts. So what are you, today, I want to talk about what you're sowing. Okay? Last week, we talked about what was being sown in you, what you allowed to be planted in your mind, in your field. Today, I want to talk to you for a few minutes about what you're sowing. Okay, and I want to start out with a story, a true story. Okay, and you can go on. Don't do it right now. Do not get on your phone right now, but you can type in, because I couldn't spell Chinese. So I spelled China lady that changed the desert. Every one of you need to go look at that documentary. I wept when I watched it. The Holy Spirit just got all over me. This lady named Yen, she, she's obviously Chinese and lives in China. Well, her family, because they come from a different uh, type of society, her dad and mom set her up, which I think is not a bad idea, by the way. Her dad and mom chose who she was going to marry and set her up with a friend son. Well, the bad thing about this friend son, when she was 19, she gets married. This friend son lives in the desert. This is all true. And he lives in a little mud hut that he dug out in the dunes of the desert. That ain't good. So, she goes and lives. She was telling how she had to bend over to get in, and you couldn't stand up all the way because the hut wasn't tall enough, even for Chinese people who are usually shorter. And, and, and the sandstorms, it was in the Muisi Desert. I, I might not be saying that right, but just hear desert. That's what you need to hear. And here's what happened. What you think happened. She began to, oh, this is hard. Sand would come in all the time. This is terrible. You know, she was a fairly 
articulate person. She couldn't read or write, but she loved to talk and fellowship. Her husband didn't talk hardly any. And she just started dying. She didn't see people for like months at a time. And she's in the middle of a desert, poor, all that stuff. And then she decided, I'm leaving. I, I'm not living like this. I am not going to live like this. And told him, I'm leaving. He begged her, please stay. Please don't leave. So out of shame for her family, she stayed. And then she slipped in depression and said by her own testimony, I started thinking about killing myself. And she said, one day, something happened. And here's what happened. She decided, this is my desert. So I'm gonna plant in my desert. So this lady started hauling water. She got plants and trees started planting them in the desert. You, you look at it. When you get home, y'all watch it tonight. Started planting the desert. Dig out the sand and make a little bowl and planting this thing. And, and she started, she was hauling stuff up these sand dunes. Actually, a couple of years later, had a miscarriage because she was carrying all this stuff up hills and all this stuff. I mean, but she sold, the first year she sold a 1,000 Trees and plants, and only 10 of them made it. But she kept on. She kept sowing. She said, this is my desert. This, I can make a difference. And she kept sowing, kept sowing, kept sowing. Right now today, that was 35 years ago, right now today in that area of China, they're fixing to change the name because 80% of that desert is now green and got trees and grass and there's all kinds of plants growing, all kinds of crops growing. They're fixing to change the name because it can't be listed as a desert anymore. All because one woman decided, I can either gripe and complain about where I'm at or, or, and get out of here, or I'm gonna sow right where I'm at. And she changed, you can look, she's been recognized now. The Chinese government built her and her husband a big house, a nice house, paid them. She's getting flown all over the world, all because in a bad situation, she decided to sow, this is my place. Everything I just told you is facts. So, how do we become a good sower? Number one, you got to find your field. You got to find where your field is. It's important that you sow in the right field. Wouldn't you agree? It's important that you recognize, well, great, Brother Allen. Okay, how do I find my field? Glad you ask. Just look around. What has God given you? Where has he planted you? Where has he sown into your life? Your family, your friends, your church, 
your work, your town. Do you realize that by the mouth of the righteous, the city exalted, you keep, you keep complaining about where you live and it'll keep getting worse. Or, or you can realize, this is my place. These are my people. I'm going to sow. I'm going to plant. We're going to see a harvest because when you plant God's seeds, we always see a multiplying harvest. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You can gripe and complain, yeah, and it might be bad. I saw the hut. I saw the windstorm. It was bad. I hate sand. Oh, my God. And this lady's carrying things up sand dunes, just making a hole, planting a tree, figured out which trees worked, which trees didn't, started planting grass, all this stuff, and decided this is where God's planting me. Look at me. Are you sowing into your marriage? Are you sowing into your children? Are you sowing into your family? Are you sowing into your church? I want to say this to you. If you're not giving your life away somewhere, why do we, you say, Brother Allen, why? Do we have needs around here? No. But I know if I love you and care for you and want at the end of this year for you to be better, you need to understand you need to be giving away something because that's God's way. You need to be serving somebody, doing something in your field. In the field that you have, where is God planning you? You can either complain and gripe about your neighbors and all that, or you ask God, how can I plant? What can I sow there? What has God put in your hands? This town, this is who we are. That heritage ministry that she gave, did you see what happened? That lady gave a testimony. Our heritage ministry started not my thoughts. I've been to the convalescent home a thousand times. I'm going to make a visit. I'm walking down the aisle. All of a sudden, the Lord just drops in me. There are people here that nobody talks to. And I want you to go and visit every person in the county, that every old folks home. And so we went around to every old folks home, every personal care who are the people that nobody comes to see? Who are the people? Do I know them? Are they kin to me? Are they my people? No, no, they're not. But they are my people because this is where God's planted us. This is where we are. When you recognize that, something inside of you, I was called to do something. Did you hear the lady's testimony? We have a group that goes there once a month, just a one-a-month one commitment. Just go and talk with them. Listen to their stories. They'll probably tell you the same story every time you visit. But when you do, did you hear? She was trained. I'm bringing her trained stuff. I'm getting out of it more than, I, than she is. What? Almost like the Bible principles are true. What? You cannot reap 
if you do not sow. If you sow to your flesh, do you understand? You got a plant. Well, where, where should I sow, Brother Allen? Wherever God has put you. Let, let me just say this too. You're not going to be held responsible for what you don't have. But where God's planted you, did you make it? This church operates that way. This church operates what I'm preaching. The Lord asked me about 25 years ago. It was one of those moments I've never forgotten. I was in my quiet time, and the Holy Spirit just sat on my chest and just said, if your, work, if your church ceased to exist today, would the world miss you? Not, I hope, I, if we stopped there, I hope y'all would miss us. I hope our church people, not your church people, with the world. Are you planting places? Are you making things better? Are you planting where God placed you? Are you doing things? And you say, well, I'm too busy to do that. I'm too busy to get in a life group. Guess what? You're too busy because you're sowing seeds that will perish because that's what seeds of the flesh do. The Bible says your fleshly seeds, well, they're going to perish. It's all going to burn up. I'm not saying they're bad seeds. They might be, but I'm just saying if it ain't God's seeds, it ain't going to last. But when I sow into, I give up some of that and I sow into, hey man, I want to help you. I want to do this. I want to sow into that. All of a sudden, I get a harvest that I didn't even, never even expected. Lord, I'm not a doctor guy, which is probably good because having all them boys they do stuff to each, you know. I mean, we don't go to the doctor until I'm pretty sure something's broke or something. Something, okay, they have, you know, fingers out of joint. Yeah. We all right. Take off. Lord spoke to me one day, his thoughts. Remember what I'm talking about? His thoughts. His way. Hey, why don't you start a free medical clinic? I don't want to start a free medical clinic. I don't even like medical clinics. They always make me nervous because they always come at you with sharp metal objects. You know, Lord kept saying, hey, I'm giving you this thought. We planted it. Today, we have over 4,500 patients come to a free medical clinic. Yeah, that's worth praise. And I didn't know, I didn't know that God was preparing you. I, didn't, I wasn't old back then. But you know, when you get a certain age, you start thinking about something. We have a dental clinic now that's got all high dollar state-of-the-art equipment. They make dentures. And, you know, I never even thought about dentures, but a few last year I went, that might happen. Well, Lord, you already prepared for me to have a pair of dentures because we may. But, but what I'm saying is, are you planting your thoughts, your ways? Are you hearing him and he goes, 
Plant that one. Plant that one. Now, I want to say something. You know, Satan, Satan always tries to get us looking somewhere else. He always tries to get, if I, if that happened then, or if I had that field then, if I could then, we're always looking for somebody else. Eagles had a song that described this. Desperado, why don't you come to yourself? It's the Lord singing to you. You've been out riding fences. There's this phrase in that that keeps people from planting that could have kept that Chinese lady from planting. You've had some fine things placed upon your table, but you always want the ones you can't have. I want to live here. I want to do this. I wish our church was this. Well, this is it, baby. This is the family. Are you going to plant? Are you going to plant and pick it? Are you going to sow God's seed? Are you going to just complain and go through another year of seeing nothing worth having? I don't want to do that. I ain't got that many to waste anymore. And I don't want you to do that. Satan is always getting us to look at what we don't have. Everybody look at me. Hear this. You're not going to be judged by what you don't have. You are going to be judged by what you do have, what you've been given. I've been given a wife. I've been given 11 sons. I mean, not my plan. I mean, the wife was, but the you know, 11 boys weren't my plan. But here's what I'm saying. You can either complain and gripe about that. Well, I'm single. You can complain and gripe about that, or you can say, well, God, here's where I am. I'm going to plant right where I am. You don't reap a harvest if you don't plant. So where's your field? Just look around you. Here it is. Number two. You got to know where your field is. You got to know what you're sowing. You got to know what you're sowing. That's verse in Psalms 55. It says, he gives the rain and all that stuff. It all comes from him. And he says, I give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. You've got to sow his thoughts. You've got to sow his word. You've got to sow his ways. Listen, hear me now. You've got to sow his stuff. I cannot listen and take advice from and do what Oprah tells me is okay and expect a lasting harvest. I will get a harvest. Do you understand what I'm saying? I need to read the word. I need to hear people preach. I need to listen to song. 
I mean, you cannot go to movies and hear them drop all them F-bombs, and then when you get mad, you don't drop one out. Why? What are you planted? When the squeeze gets on, whatever's in you, ugh. Right? I don't want to plant. Now, look, I like, I like movies. I like stuff. I'm not a hermit. I hang around. But I want to plant stuff that is his ways. What is his way of doing your marriage? Don't tell me what your mama and daddy did. Tell me his way. Well, his way says, guys, you looking? Let me just stab you and twist it and break it off and his way says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. What? You mean, that ain't just nice land? He really expects, yeah. Don't tell me how much you love Jesus. Show me how you love your wife. Well, you don't know what my wife is like. Well, go back and watch the Chinese lady change the desert. God didn't say, unless she's a mean old cantankerous woman, then you can treat her. No, no. God said, aren't you glad that God was patient with you in your stupidity? Can I get a witness? He didn't treat me. What seed are you sowing? Listen to me. If you sow the fleshly seed, you will reap fleshly harvest. And, and this is what I want to say to you. Just because I say fleshly, yes, all the sins you're thinking about and all the things you talked about, yes, okay, yes. You were, I'm talking about just normal world stuff. All that's going to perish. Am I against all that stuff? I mean, I'm a, yes, I am against the sin, yes. But am I against, you know, having nice things or going on vacation and, you know, no, I'm not against none of that. But it's got to stay way down the list. I got to so... Now, I want to say something. I just, boy, the Lord correct, hit me hard with this. I said, Lord, that really doesn't go with my sermon, but, you know, he wins. I want you to, to understand how God feels about some of this stuff, some of this stuff we're doing. I want you to hear this and let this, hit you. Proverbs chapter 6. You know, all the people, you know, all the religious people there, oh, the homosexuals, the transgenders, the atheists, they're all taking over. Listen, they're just broken people that God can heal. God can touch all of them. 
He can set anybody free, amen? These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. Now, I don't know a whole lot about a whole lot, but I'm pretty sure abomination is not good. Amen? And I want you to look at what God says he hates. A proud look, pride, arrogance. I got this. I don't need nothing. I don't need God. Hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that devises wicked plans. Feet that are swift and running to evil. A false witness who speak lies. And one who sows discord among the brethren. You better be careful what you put on Facebook or that Twitter. No, it ain't Twitter no more. It's X. See, I'm hip. I know stuff. (laughs) Don't talk about another Christian. Man, that raises gossip up above all them things you think are the worst. Let me tell you what breaks, would break mine and Amy's heart. More than anything, we've had some of them go off in sin and all that stuff, and we didn't like it and everything. But let me tell you what hurts me, what hurt me more than anything, is to think my boys were hurting each other. God, one of the greatest joys me and my wife have, and we weep over every time we say it. Even I'm saying it, y'all, I cry over it. The way they take care of each other and support each other. Man, every time that happens, me and Amy go, that is awesome. Can you imagine how God feels when his children take pleasure in destroying each other? careful you don't sow seeds of discord. Don't gossip. Don't. Well, I just think you ought to know. No, that ain't your place. Pray is our place. Support, love. Do you understand? This is, this is a big deal. This is serious. There's some people can't get away from drama. But if you listen to them, they're always talking about somebody else's drama. Maybe you're reaping what you sow. So where are you sowing? Look around. This is your field. This is your church. This is if this is your church, you need to be planting. This is your city. Don't complain about it. Plant somewhere. Plant something. Make it better. Last thing, how do you sow? I'm going to help you. I'm glad you asked. How do you sow? First of all, words. We are created in God's image. What you say matters. How you speak matters. About in two people matters. 
I heard a, this is, I'm going to just tell you this, okay? I'm going to tell you what the man said when I was in Bible school out in Texas getting my master's. Here's what a pastor in a church said from his pulpit. Because demons, they let, words are powerful. They're seed, they plant. Here's what this pastor said. I would rather our teenagers sleep around than have them speak in tongues. This is a fact because I knew somebody that was in that church. The next year, about 85% of the youth group either were pregnant or had gotten somebody pregnant. Now, you're all appalled at that. Be careful, we don't do that daily. I want my words. Look at this verse. A man's stomach, notice the sowing and reaping theme. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth and from the produce of his lips he shall be filled. What does it say? You ever heard the saying, you're going to eat those words? Well, that's not exactly true. You're going to eat what those words produce. You always complaining about your wife or your husband, always griping, always pointing out, well, you're going to get a belly full of an insecure wife. You're always complaining about this city, all this stuff. You're going to get a belly full of how this city is. Look at the next one. There's life and death in the power of the tongue. You can kill relationships. You can kill this church. You can kill your marriage. You can kill anything. Or, or you can plant good seed and bring life to it. Your words. Second thing, your life. Look at Matthew 4, 19. Look at it. Look at what Jesus said. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw the two brothers, Peter and Andrew, and cast out their net, fishermen. And what did he say? Follow me. I'm going to show you how to do something. Everybody look at me. Like, if you're a new Christian, you need to go to the cleansing streams class. Okay? But here's what I want you to understand. How do you sow? We're talking about how you sow. This is how you sow. You live it out in front of them. If it, <laughs> if it ain't working for you, don't try to sell them Jesus. What did Jesus say? Jesus said, follow me. I'm going to demonstrate that. I'm going to show you how. I'm going I'm to I'm walk this thing out in front of you. How do you sow seeds? It's got to be something inside of you. You got to teach them. Like, I love my children are giving <laughs> My wife said, that's your fault. But she meant it as a compliment. But, you know, my sons have given away cars and, and they're going help and do all this stuff. You know why they're doing that? Because when they were little, Come on, we're going to go help move the divorce lady. We're going to go help move the widow lady. We're going to give that away. Come on, let's go give them something. I'm not perfect, but you can still sow good seeds by the way you live your life. 
don't tell your children not to cuss when you cuss people when driving in traffic. Because you sowing something, baby. It's got to be working for you. What do I mean by this? You've got to have a little joy. Even in hard times, even when you're in the desert, and you're not liking, even when things happen, including hard times, I need to show them how to navigate hard times. It doesn't mean I'm having, the Bible says be angry, but sin not. Words, the way I live my life. Listen, it cannot be at church. Everybody's holy in here. <laughs> Everybody's spiritual in here. Nobody's drinking, nobody's smoking, nobody's cussing loud enough for me to hear it. Nobody's doing none of that. Well, where people are following you, where you're really sowing is how you are out there. So you, you got to live it. Last thing about good works. How do you sow good seed? Do good works. Look what the Bible says. What does the Bible say? Let your light so shine before men that they may see your what? Everybody say good works. And what? Glorify your father. When I sow, oh, you want me to do, oh, you want me to help? I have a burden on my heart for them. I'm gonna go help. When you do that, people around you go, God's real. It changes them. It helps them. It makes a difference. Do you understand? You don't have to be perfect to sow perfect seed. We make mistakes. Hopefully, we're getting better. Do you understand? The last one. So, no matter what, Genesis 26. Look what it says. And I'm hoping this is a prophetic word for some of you. Look at what Genesis 26 says. Isaac sowed in the land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. Now, what you don't see is a few verses before it says they were in the time of famine. He sowed in time of famine. I'm going to sow no matter what's going on. If I ain't got no money or, uh, you know, to sow, then I'm going to go help. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Whatever the Lord leads you to do, I want to get involved in that. When you understand that and you see that, God does things. Put Matthew 4 back up there for me. But every word that proceeds, man needs the word of God. I need it to live. You need it to live. You need the seed of, uh, the seed of God planting. Now my question, everybody hear me. What are you sowing? What are you sowing? I hope you know I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking, what do you... What kind of seeds are you putting out there? 
This is your field. These are your people. You sowing in the anger? Are you sowing into the, the spirit? What, what are you sowing? What, what is the Lord? Don't ask God to do things when he says, I've given you some seed, now sow them. And the miracle. I love the fact that he, uh, I didn't use it. But in another place in Mark, in Mark chapter 4, it says, the sower sowed seed and he went to bed not really understanding how the seed comes up. He didn't know how it worked. He just knew it worked. I don't have to explain to you how God does all the things he does. I just know he does. Amen? So, here's what we're going to do. You ready? We're going to have a sewing fest right here. Right here today. I appreciate people walking by our door greeters saying after the first service. Because words matter. Right? One word from God changes things. So I, I, I'm going to sow first, and then we're going to do it. Is that okay? You okay with it, Michael? You ain't about to leave, are you? Okay, right here. Right here. How are you? I mean, she is like terrified. Please, no, God. Stand up. I, I want to. When I, come, come over here, I'm not going to bite you. Is this your sister? It looks like your sister. I felt like the Lord wanted me to tell you some things today. And I said, Lord, she's kind of a newbie. Am I going to scare her off? So that means the Lord wanted to say something. This might be more people in here. It is, but the Lord told me, how, first of all, I wanted you to know extremely how much the Lord loves you and that he knows what you're praying about. And you don't have to be afraid, okay? You know what I'm talking about? You don't have to be afraid. I just saw fear gripping you. Am I going to make the wrong decision? that makes sense? And the Lord wanted me to tell you, he loves you. He's not going to let you make the wrong decision. If you'll seek him, and he's calling you. I saw you as a little girl. God has been there calling you from a long time. It's time to say yes. It's time to start sowing his seeds. Does that make sense? Can I pray for you? Wait a minute. I got a couple of things, but stay right there. Here's what we're fixing to do. I'm going to stand you up. And I know we got to go, life group leaders, y'all lead out in this and go to somebody. But when's the last time you looked at your bride and said, God, I am so glad you're in my life? The words are so powerful. When's the last time you, you went to somebody? I mean, do you know your friend in here is saved? I want you to, 
go bless one another. Pray. Can I just pray for you? You don't have to have a word from God like I just gave. You can just say, show enough. You mean enough to me. I want to pray for you. And what are you doing? What are we doing? We're sowing. We're sowing. See, when you start living your life, when you go, like when you go to the grocery store, are they glad to see you go, come or go? People around you at work. What do you sow? How do you live? This is your field. Everybody rise to your feet. Right now, if you're saved, I want you to hold your hands out. You stay right there. Hold your hands out. Life group leaders, you go and pray for somebody, love on somebody, do whatever, and then go back to your tables. Y'all are praying for somebody, and then you're going to walk and sign up, right? Close your eyes and repeat after me. Just say, Holy Spirit, you're the one that gives seed. Seed for eating and seed for sowing. Now, Holy Spirit, help me to sow well right now. Now, whoever comes to your mind, I want you to go right now. Just bless me. It might be your husband. Why don't you buy me your kids? Go and pray for somebody right now. Life group leaders, lead out. Go pray for somebody.